0: FYI, and I don't mean fake news, this podcast contains huge
1: spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast that goes snick. I'm your host, Jason, you know where you are, Venable, and I'm joined by special guest, Al, you're in the jungle, baby, Sedano, hey Al. Welcome to the jungle! (laughs) We do have fun and games. (laughs) Lots of fun and games for your podcast listening ears. Of course, we have a flashback episode, and we're going to talk about the Jumbo Adventure which kind of officially kicked off the 90s for Wolverine so that's exciting. Yeah
0: um, it's uh, it came out in December 89 so like it kicks off the 90s and the 80s.
1: Yep the perfect little bookend and also worth noting uh, the first I guess you would go ahead and call it a graphic novel. It's pretty slim but um, the first completely solo headlining graphic novel for our Perry mutant friend of course he co-headlined that uh the scorpio one with nick fury but this is the first and he's been to some x-men stuff but this is the first graphic novel wolverine gets all to himself so that's kind of cool
0: yeah this is the whole prestige format like kind of like uh what was it batman uh gotham by gaslight
1: right yeah yeah so the jungle adventure so al have you ever read this before this time i've
0: read it I think once before okay but I know I didn't pick it up when it first came out
1: right Okay, cool this is my first time to read it I never actually didn't even really know about it until about a year ago I was like well I'll just wait for for the podcast to read it and um, yeah so really interesting Um, of course they have snicked with two K's a couple of times (laughs) Um, but yeah so anyway, um, yeah, I just want to jump into it.
0: Well, I mean, first of all, it's a pretty impressive one. I mean, if I knew then what I knew now, I would have picked it up right away. Yes. Walt Simonson and Mike McNoya.
1: Right. Hello. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty, pretty badass creative team. And McNoya has done some Wolverine when he was doing his Alpha Flight run. Wolverine, he had a couple of guest appearances there. But um, this first time, I think, to really dive into the character, and that's pretty cool. I mean, obviously his style lends itself well to some of the more macabre elements in Wolverine, and you know, we'll get to the credits here in a second, but the colors really work well in this art in this book. Um, so, are you reading it uh, in paper or digital?
0: Uh, Marvel Unlimited, digital.
1: Okay, cool. I didn't, I didn't look at that yet, I'm imagining the colors might be a little bit crisper, but it'll be interesting to see what you think of that as we go through it. It
0: possibly is. Yeah. I know, I know that's happened a couple times before, especially depending on the age of the book.
1: Right, yeah, definitely, definitely. Because, yeah, the
0: colors don't look like, I'm sure the colors did not look this nice <laughs> they look, back on 90.
1: Yeah, they look pretty good, but I, I they usually, uh, they usually give it a fresh coat of paint in <laughs> Marvel Unlimited. I, so, oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, but real quick also, I'm not sure. This might have been Simonson's first time writing Wolverine.
1: I'm trying to think if he... Was he still writing X-Factor when Inferno came out?
0: Well, he was drawing it. Louise was writing well,
1: okay. it. Okay, all right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So... He was
0: writing Fantastic Four but and drawing it, too, I believe, but they hadn't got it to the part where they did the quote-unquote new Fantastic Four yet, which was Wolverine, Hulk, spider man and Ghost Rider.
1: yes no that's coming down the pipe pretty soon but we're not there yet um no he had just kicked off his post um acts of vengeance uh run on fantastic four so did, did he ever run before that and take a break or was that his first time on the book
0: um i think well i know he's i know he definitely was doing it during acts of
1: vengeance oh, okay yes uh, yes that's right yeah he was because they had the whole trip to Washington, yeah, yeah. Because right, I think cool. that was
0: this whole point for Acts of Vengeance. Since the Fantastic Four fought everybody, it was kind of like they're just going to fight the losers, and they basically like beat the hell
1: out of them. Like what one panel, right? I want to No, he, he did he, meltdown. He, yes, I was about to say he wrote meltdown. Yeah, with uh, now I remember when I first picked up meltdown a, a few years ago. I just saw Walt Simonson's meltdown. And I didn't even know it was like a different artist. <laughs> and so I was really like geared up for like, oh, Simonson writes and draws. And then, and, you know, you can go back and listen to that episode for my full opinion. But it was definitely a little shock to the system to not, to, to see a very, very different art style <laughs> than, uh, than Simonson's. But, but cool in its own way. Um, but
0: hmm, I'm only, this might, that might have been the beginning. Acts of Vengeance might have been the beginning of his run. Okay. Comic DB real quick on his, like his list of stuff, you know, his, uh, chronology. Yeah, right. And, um, not really seeing Fantastic Four going further back.
1: Okay. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, so, so he had the, he had the meltdown. So kind of the, the team up with havoc, but this is definitely kind of an interesting story. Um, as Wolverine travails, the Savage land here, um, which of course is the uh, aforementioned jungle. Um, so yeah, so Walt Simonson is the writer, Mike Magnola the penciler, Bob Wyacek the Inker, uh, Ken Brusniak, the letterer, and Mark Chiarello, maybe the colorist? Is that mm, let
0: me see. I Sorry, think... I let myself get down and sucked into a rabbit hole for a second. Oh no problem. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Uh, where it, is it listed on here? I forget. I'm, I'm skimming through you, the book.
1: You may not get it on a because they don't always do the inside covers and it's on the inside cover. Oh, then yeah. No, I don't
0: have that at all. Yeah. Just whatever's on the actual cover.
1: Right. Yeah, I remember uh, I was listening to uh, uh, Georgie and Dan who are on the podcast sometimes have a new uh, Excalibur Exiles podcast. And so I was going back to read the old Exiles number one. I had no idea who was doing the book and is, is at that, that time when they were doing some of the credits on the inside flap, and so Unlimited didn't have anything in there. But
0: Okay, so I'm looking on Comic Book DB, Mark Chirarello. That that's how I would pronounce it, but All right. God uh, knows I could be wrong.
1: Well, no, we're going to go with that. We're going to go with that. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, so this, um, you know, if you've been following along in the flashbacks, the story kind of, it kind of loosely fits into it continuity but not really in any specific place um if anything it seems to tie more into the other nick fury story than anything else there's some references to him logan hanging out with nick fury but um before we get to that uh and, and marvel unlimited what do you have on the cover is it uh apocalypse getting cut on the rock yeah okay cool yeah so cover, um it's funny because it actually kind of reminds me of like the Batcave, the way the lighting is. That dinosaur, that T-Rex in the back almost looks like the T-Rex <laughs> in the Batcave.
0: I didn't think about that, but you're right. <laughs> and
1: then, of course, we have Wolverine slicing and dicing into Apocalypse's midsection on a rock. We have some cavemen in the background and some cavewoman booty in the foreground.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, that, that, the screen started getting black, dark, and I hit the button to, you know, not make it, go- you know, come back. And I was like, oh wow, that just popped right there,
1: right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it, it's kind of the focal point of the cover, I think, in a in an odd kind of way, or maybe not so odd when you think of comics in the '90s, but, well, yeah. um, yeah. You know what I love about this version of Apocalypse, and and you get this some with Simon Syndrome, too, but did you ever have the uh? It was either the first or second release of the of the Toy Biz X-Men figures. Mm-hmm. So the Some apo- of them. Yeah, so the apocalypse figure to emulate a stretching, like his leg just kind of pulled apart with little pegs. Oh yeah, I think and, I remember that. And where his leg pulled apart, you see where the line is in his boot? Yeah. It looks like it could separate. Like that's what they did with the toys. That's where the toy like separated. Was and raised them up. Yeah, that line in his boots. I always get a kick out of that. How uh,
0: he was made well for a toy.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a bad little toy. I personally prefer the uh, um. Actually, my favorite apocalypse action figure that I have is the um. Oh, what's what's the uh? What do they call them? Um, the little ones. The little, the uh, cartoony heroes. Um. The chibi. No shoot. Not Age of Heroes, but... Ugh. I don't remember then. I don't know. But are these
0: like the little tiny ones? That, do they have any movement at all or no? Oh, wait. Uh, is this no. like the Marvel superheroes, Super Squatters, whatever it's called? Yes. Based on the yeah, show? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's that one. Yeah. The, oh, okay. The Apocalypse one is really nice. Of course there's an nice. Apocalypse figure for that. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Very cool. All right. Well... Oh, thanks for coming on. Of course, uh, you've been on before, we've been swapping shows a little bit. Uh, we'll, yep. we'll talk a little bit later about everything you have going on, but of course, worth mentioning the, uh, the Resurrections podcast, um, rocking and rolling. Um, just, yeah. So thanks for coming yep. back on. I appreciate it. Anytime. Yeah. It's always fun. All right. Well, let's get into the fun. Welcome yes. to the jungle. So, Al, where do we start off?
0: Well, we start off, and I mean, we kind of know this, but it doesn't tell us, but, you know, it's in the Savage Land. But we start off, we don't know this, in a cave with a bunch of cavemen, and basically their shaman, we're assuming, is you know, telling the tribe a story about the Son the, about the sun of Heaven, how he dropped from the sky, touched his chosen people, and flew back to his home again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it kind of sets up like this is our story. Um, I really like the uh, the headdress on the shaman. It looks like it's maybe a saber-toothed tiger without the teeth or some kind of bear, like prehistoric bear. And then yeah. The, and then the way the fire casts his shadow on the cave wall, I guess it just very just kind of creepy. Like, you know we're about to hear a story about Wolverine, but it almost makes it feel like you're about to hear a ghost story. And just I don't exactly, that's up a pretty cool thing. Um, and then they see this rock where they're worshiping this lighter, and then um, what what flies in?
0: Yeah, it looks like a little personal plane with Wolverine on it as he <laughs> lands there. Because they're all freaking out. What the hell is this? Right. And he goes grabs a lighter, and it says "To Logan from Nick," yeah. and basically. I realized this when I was reading it. Basically, Wolverine is Bugs Bunny here. Because <laughs> he comes in, gets the lighter, lights a cigarette, and says, what's happening, bub? Now, think about this. You could see the exact same thing. It's an animated series. You've got cavemen around this shadowy thing. Because remember, at first, we can't see what's on top of the rock until he, you know. Right. But no, you can see it's a lighter. But imagine it's a carrot. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Bugs Bunny lands, gets out of the plane, starts one on the carry goes what's up duck <laughs> that's exactly what Wolverine just did I just realized oh my god Simonson just wrote Wolverine as Bugs Bunny for the first page that's first
1: hilarious stage. yeah he shows up in his basic uh, 80s going into 90s Wolverine kind of magical garb a little bit Indiana Jones um, I love that the, sh- the lighter is like an officially licensed shield lighter I really got a kick out of that To
0: Logan from Nick.
1: (laughs) With the little sealed insignia on the bottom. Pretty cool. And of course the cavemen are like, whoa! I like the little puff, puff, puff kind of almonopoeia in there as well. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he says he's been looking for the lighter. They tell him it fell from the sky. And then their uh, warrior champion shows up. And uh, says, hey, stranger. <laughs> Basically.
0: No child of the gods could be so short. <laughs> Aren't you a little stork to be a stormtrooper?
1: There you go. Yeah. Then <laughs> it's interesting that Wolverine starts talking about Tarzan movies. Um, also interesting that Wolverine's khakis are double pleated. <laughs> nice little detail. Um. He says, I've seen every Tarzan movie ever made, bub. Twice.
0: I get the picture. <laughs> it's almost like Simonson's having fun just putting in all references to things he likes. Right. I like Bugs Bunny,
1: <laughs> I like Star
0: Wars, I like Tarzan.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does. I like showing Wolverine get backhanded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like this era, though, when Wolverine can actually be hurt. Yeah, right?
1: I do, too. You know, he,
0: it's hard to really kill him, or, you know, really, you know, most people be, have it hard to kill him or beat him up, but, you know, it's possible.
1: Yeah, I like it. I'm I'm always a fan of the, uh, the healing factor works, but it doesn't work super fast. That's, that's my preference as a Wolverine yeah. fan. Um,
0: Same here. But let's point out the fact that this one person that's fighting him, that apparently the chieftain is not, like, everyone else looks like a caveman. Right. This one is, like, all covered. You don't see any of their skin.
1: No. Kind of reminds me of the old porcupine design. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, yes, that's it.
1: Yeah, but with a shaman mask, like a wooden um, kind of warrior mask on. But they're pretty tough. But, of course, Logan has second thoughts. He doesn't, like, just want to immediately go to pop in the claws. So... Um, he decides, uh, you know, the, the bigger they are, the harder they hit. <laughs> he gets punched again. <laughs> I really yeah. like the shrunk of him getting hit in the, uh, adamantium jaw there. Was pretty fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's gonna be one of the things that should affect you when fighting Wolverine. He does have middle bones, so that should hurt. Right.
1: Although this person does seem
0: to have padding on, so at least that helps.
1: Right, yep. He got some gloves, so... They find some more, but, um... Eventually, Logan knocks the warrior down, and his uh, the warrior's name is we'll call her or uh, call the uh, the warrior Gak or Gak.
0: I was going with Gak in my
1: head. Okay, Gak works. Uh, was wasn't there a Nickelodeon show where the slime was called Gak?
0: Possibly. I think so. But yeah, I'm going with Gak because a couple of the other names, the few other names we get, do seem to be in that like
1: weird kind of
0: gak ick.
1: Right, track. yeah, land before time kind of talk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, he eventually knocks his gag down, and the, the cavemen go wild. They say, the son of heaven is now chieftain of the tribe of fire. Gak's cave is now your cave. And <laughs> I love, love that Wolverine's assumption is, yeah, I kind of figured that.
0: <laughs> Again, he's seen enough Tarzan movies, or he's seen <laughs> right. enough, you know, <laughs> Prim- you know primitive you know cave people you know meeting modern man movies it's like yeah I know I beat your k- chieftain I'm chief <laughs> <And> <laughs> help me is- with the plane guys will you
1: <laughs> right which um, they
0: thought was a flying hunker because I like that that's what they call the dinosaurs hunkers oh yeah
1: yeah yeah good catch they were they called a flying hunker uh, really funny I um, almost like a, an automated pterodactyl
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so he's in his new cave now.
1: Yeah, new cave with his, his, his bed of fur and hay and a recliner and made out of giant skull. Um. <laughs>
0: yeah, and he's he's smoking again, and he's like, yeah. you know, gives, gives me a place to hang out while I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. And right. uh, Gak and, shows up.
1: Yeah, and turns out under Gak is a naked chick.
0: Yeah, yeah, Gak starts getting undressed because basically Gak is like, look, I don't have a problem with you. The people are starting to get worried about stuff. I was going to have some problems anyway, but it's like, but I need to see if you're here to help us or not. And if you're not, you know, basically she's like, I don't care. These are my people. You're either helping her out of the way.
1: Right.
0: And yeah, she basically kind of is, uh, she's basically Red Sonia. Yeah,
1: a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, but without the, uh, the silver the chain bikini. Belt. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean like build and like, yeah. maybe a bit bigger than she I mean, you know, a bit closer to She-Hulk than Bredsonia, but basically, you know, almost like She-Hulk with, uh, without the green skin. Right. You know, she's more Caucasianish or very tannish at least because they're down there in the Savage Land.
1: Right. Yeah. I guess, guess is is, more time. like a,
0: almost like a mocha color skin actually, kind of. Ah. Uh,
1: skin the color but, of mocha. Like that?
0: Exactly. <laughs> with, uh, red hair.
1: Yeah. So is she living with me to loka? I,
0: I like this fact that Wolverine's like you know all cool he's like oh okay cool he's like look I'm not taking sacrificial virgins like I'll help but like I bet you don't have to do that and she basically just picks him up
1: right, right. like
0: you are adorable I like you
1: <laughs> I also love the panel above that when she gets pretty close to him and you know she's nice and topless and Wolverine has this giant smile on his face like oh yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, so she kisses him with a big mmm smooch, um, and she says, is it true you are no god but a man? Uh, and he's like, well, I never claimed to be a god, but I am the toughest mother in the valley tonight. Don't you be forgetting it. <laughs> All right, and so is that a phrase, is that like a real phrase, toughest mother in the valley?
0: Um, I'm sure it's part of a phrase. There might have been something maybe that accidentally got erased, you know, after the mother.
1: Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Because
0: wouldn't that, that would make more sense, right? That would sound, I mean, if you heard that, that would make more, you know, you wouldn't question that.
1: Right, yeah. I just didn't know about the valley part. Like, if that was something people said.
0: I'm right. just assuming they're in a valley.
1: Oh, okay. Well, actually, I don't know. Right. I just assumed. in well, a they... valley.
0: Okay. Exactly. I assumed they were in a valley, and that's what he was talking about. <laughs> I'm the toughest mother in this valley.
1: All right. Well, I'll go with you know, that.
0: He wouldn't say that if he was on Mount Everest. He'd say, I'm the toughest mother on this mountain.
1: That's, there you go. All right. It's very geographically specific. Uh, I'll go with that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So she asked where he's from, and he basically starts so talking about where he's from um he's this time talking about new york he was on broadway um so he says care of patch but i feel like he's not trying to say he was patch But like patch got him the tickets so like he got the tickets as patch but then gifted him yeah to i Logan. wasn't
0: sure what that meant or like i, I thought maybe like uh like somebody sent him a, a patch, a the ticket.
1: Oh, maybe so. Yeah, but but he, is, of course, by this point is has just hung up the patch identity. So. Um, oh, he has. Okay, so yeah,
0: because yeah. this is right around Wolverine twenty one. It looks like, and uh, right during the Acts of Vengeance issues of uh, X Men.
1: Right. Yep. But then he can't find his lighter, and. So that's kind of where the quote-unquote mystery starts. Um, He meets some guy with an accent, but Logan says it's a fake. (laughs) And then he gets a mysterious note from Jean Grey. He's like, "This doesn't even smell like Jean." With a very, how do you describe that face he's making there? It almost looks like a vaudeville comedian or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it was a look, I, re- I didn't, I didn't even, I feel stupid. I didn't even think about this until just now, when I made the comment about Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Because that looks, and this is, right re- because I just realized, oh yeah, that's the face he, you know, that face was in Gotham by Gaslight a lot, because it was kind of like, I guess, a oh, way Nolan drew, because he drew, drew but Gotham by Gaslight. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> I didn't even think about that when I made that comment. Because, <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess it was kind of a, See, I don't know when I read Gotham by Gaslight, like, I thought that was kind of like a stylistic thing he was doing for the Victorian age there.
1: Ah, okay. But I
0: guess maybe it's just the style of Magnolia's right there. But yeah, I'm not really sure what to call it. I mean, his really big lips, the nose kind of is just like drawn from the front. Right. It's kind of a blank spot where the rest of the nose is just but only by the fact that you have this little like outline of the of the base of the nose, you're just assuming the nose the rest is there.
1: Right. And the
0: eyes almost look like they're shut.
1: Yeah, he's like squinting or something. It's, it's a weird... Wolverine forgot his...
0: Re- Logan forgot his readers.
1: Yeah, he forgot his bifocals.
0: <laughs> he was like, it's... Damn it! What does it say? Hold it closer, hold it far away. <sighs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he decides to, 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 to play along and... Um, Someone recognizes him as Wolverine. And looks like Iron Man's hand, but of course it's just some random bad guy. And then we get our first snicked with two Ks.
0: Yeah. As well, yeah. As this guy basically starts having a flamethrower shoot at him, so Wolverine cuts up some of this. the ground to use as a, a shield.
1: <laughs> yeah, makes a sidewalk shield. Very interesting, cause it's a big whoosh. I really like the... Uh, the colors in this section, with the bright oranges and stuff, looks really cool.
0: Yeah, like all you can see is just the fire around him and just some outline.
1: Yeah, it's pretty nice. Um, yeah, so where do we go from there, Al?
0: Uh, Wolverine apparently, it's taking a set. It takes a second to recharge, I guess. So he tosses a rock at it and- at the guy, and it hits it in the right place because all of a sudden the guy himself, the guy, guy with the flamethrower, is on fire. All right. So Wolverine cuts open the. Uh, Fire <laughs> Fire hydrant to get the guy to cool down, but it's
1: too late. Yeah. He is charbroiled. He is. I love that he threw the rock with his claws. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: it's like he scooped up a piece of chunk of rock and <laughs> kinda of like lacrosse or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, like and tra- you ever play trackball when you were young? No. Oh, what the heck oh is that? yeah. It's it's like a... Like a two-man lacrosse <laughs> without without all the violence. Um, basically, have this like, big plastic hand like scoop handle, but it's got like a track in the middle of it. So if you catch it just right, it, the ball runs down the track. And then when you throw it, it runs back up the track and gives it like extra like velocity and curve. It was it was a fun little game. I don't huh. I never remember anybody else who played it besides me and my cousins there. So I don't know if my granddad just found that somewhere. <laughs> like, uh, is it possible
0: they made it up?
1: <laughs> it was no, it was too manufactured plastic. But um, oh, okay, but yeah, but no, I mean it felt like something a little bit made up. But <laughs> he got it somewhere. <laughs> so <laughs> who knows? So, but yeah, yeah guy is okay. guy is uh, charbroiled, but he's, he sees that there's a um. Cyborg, hand on him.
0: Yeah, he can't find the uh, the flamethrower. He realizes it's inside the guy. So but, but what cyborg. does he
1: smell on the guy? What per, what cologne is the guy wearing? Uh,
0: apparently, m- metal hot. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, he's apparently smell. He apparently smells like the... well, he smells like the Savage Land, but also like well, the metal and everything. But I can right. guess.
1: Yeah, but he smells like earth, damp, lizards, jungle. <laughs> I love when Logan smells a Savage Land. He starts talking like he's from the Savage Land. <laughs> no good, no smell. Yeah, right. No complete sentences.
0: <laughs> Cannot use prepositions.
1: Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> this Johnny came from the Savage Land.
1: That yeah, doesn't sound like Wolverine to me, but I don't know i can't see wolverine saying this johnny came from the savage land but but according to simonson he does and so he takes a little trip and gets on his flying honker after he takes a little boat ride and uh, that brings us back to the present in the cave
0: now how long do you think it took him to get on a boat from new york basically yeah down towards South America, and then get on a ship—the the thing to fly
1: over, around. I'm assuming, a couple weeks. <laughs> oh no!
0: I wonder what Jubilee was doing this whole time.
1: Right. <laughs> He's like, oh. maybe cool. he has
0: like some kind of you know secret credit card. She just sitting in the plaza, right. Ordering room service.
1: Yeah. No, it's funny because um, if you read the uh, the Travis Starnes uh, complete reading order, they stick this book way early. Um, so, like I said, it's very just kind of loosely ties into continuity. Doesn't really I like, there's references to things going on, but it doesn't quite fit in any specific place. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I mean, obviously, it's after Inferno.
1: Right, right, because they've met a pocket, well, yeah. Well, because guess...
0: well, he knows Gene's alive.
1: Oh, yeah, that too, yeah.
0: Otherwise, he'd be like, Gene,
1: wh- what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> not, you know, it, it wasn't just, that eh, this doesn't sound like Gene, it's fool, but obviously Gene's alive here. Right. But yeah, this would make more sense if it take place before X-Men 250, during the periods where he's still leaving to have his own solo adventures and so all, not always there during the X-Men issues. Right, yeah.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: So I do like that placement. That makes more sense to me.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It does. Um, so Gack blows out the candle, and then we skip to the next morning. So you can decide what happened in the cave that night. Um,
0: Gak got herself some. Gack had some fun. Yeah, I mean, Wolverine <laughs> might have too, but Gack was like, "Look, <laughs> I like her because she's like, look, I know what I wanted, who I want, and I'm that. I'm not playing around, right? Gack's a smart chick. She's not, you know, she's not like playing games." She's like, I want the short little son of heaven.
1: Right. Well, she says, um, I understand nothing of what you say, but I understand enough. Night's out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I like her. She's fun. She's tough. Yeah. But yeah, so Wolverine's spending some time with them. God knows how long.
1: I'm going to say another few weeks. (laughs) Probably. I'm going to guess this whole story takes about two months, maybe.
0: At least. At
1: least. Maybe long, actually, based on the ending of the story, I'm going to say maybe longer. But uh, we'll get to, we'll get to there when we get there. Well, um, yeah, but that's
0: for the apple. Epil- that's between the ending and the epilogue. Oh, true, true, true.
1: But yeah, so he looks at brontosauruses or brontosauri. Um, he hunts giant snakes. He leads the tribe. He doesn't talk very much. Um, and of course, he kind of decides, Hey, I kind of like this. This kind of fits Wolverine
0: yeah like he says simple rugged no worries yeah I haven't been in shape like this in a long time or more peace of myself because I guess there's really no you know uh, what's it called uh not metaphorical uh but no ambiguous choices or decisions or you know it's it's all just about survival right there's no yeah. very black you know, and white what's yeah nothing there's no gray really
1: right
0: yeah giant snakes attacking the tribe a tribe Kill the giant snake. Right. Yep, we're hungry, go hunt.
1: <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. So, they do go hunting again. Uh, he goes, he leads a party with Glump.
0: <laughs> that's what I was saying about the, like, the names.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then he, uh, he finds the giant Dimetra, Dimetrodon. Is that how you say that? Dimet- uh. Uh,
0: oh. That's what I was, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce the name right now because I'm trying to remember if it's d-o-m or d-i-m but that sounds like the right type of dinosaur they call it a spiny honker
1: a spiny honker yeah um and interesting so i'm assuming up to this point we have no direct reference and he's using spears and stuff so they haven't really seen wolverine's claws yet i'm i'm guessing
0: that's my assumption, too.
1: And so he wrestles this thin back dinosaur to the ground and breaks his neck and kind of goes a little berserk. Uh, of course, they're super impressed and he killed him with his bare hands. Um, I guess this officially marks his passage as a tribesman.
0: Yeah, before he was still kind of like an outsider a bit, it looks like. You know, it's still the son of heaven. Now he's actually one of them. Right. And well, so they're painting him up.
1: Yeah, what do you think of that panel of him with the blood on his hands?
0: That last one? Yeah. That is freaky. Yeah, it's pretty. But that makes sense. I mean, this is Magnolia just a few years before he would create Hellboy,
1: right? Yeah.
0: So you could see some of these touches as he's going more towards that. I mean, go back and look at that panel of the the guy, the guy with the flamethrower in his hand when he just gets when he gets crispy
1: fried. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, you can see the kind of things that Magnolia's getting into drawing. You know, a lot of shadow. Yeah, lots of,
1: you know, yeah.
0: You can, I can definitely see his, you know, going towards, you know, getting closer to what he's going to be doing in Hellboy.
1: Right. You know, that's a giant blind spot in my reading. I need
0: to yeah, read, read more some, Hellboy. I've read some Hellboy back in the day when I was working at the comic store, and we had it there, like the trade. So, oh, nice. You know, when I had free time, I would do that. But we're talking still like pre-2000, like 2003. Oh, okay. So I still I read some stuff, but also nothing since then. Really, right. I do need to get into doing that because I did enjoy what I read.
1: Yeah, I always thought and, I would
0: like it. So, and I do, really do like the two movies that came out. I love those two movies; they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. So I do need to read the more. You know, those are. I mean, have you seen those two movies?
1: Yes. Yeah, I like them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, plus he's awesome as Hellboy, and I read yeah. you know, Selma Blair, so I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. But But, Yeah, so now they're painting him up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's getting the tribal uh, ceremonial painting, so they're all...
0: He's getting the orange paint.
1: Yeah, it's very orangey, huh? Orange and yellow.
0: Yeah, just kind of like similar colors.
1: Yeah, I didn't put that together. It kind of matches his uniform. Okay. I
0: I, I literally just thought of it now, so (laughs) it's not like it's... Don't worry about it being some obvious thing. I'm, you know, it's on this read-through that I'm like, oh, yeah. All
1: right. It looks like, his, you
0: know, maybe not looks like, but, you know, it's a similar color.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, I like how they keep calling him The Logan. Like, yeah. That is good, The Logan. I will help Gak complete your decoration.
0: And <laughs> she's like, nope. <laughs> Gak but ain't put I, it up
1: of I feel like I feel like based on Gak's reaction, that's pretty sure that's a euphemism, Com- completing the decoration she's like, "No, he's mine."
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Gak has basically said this one. I want this one, and like I said, it didn't matter whether he wanted it or not either. All
1: right. Yep. Then they have a party, and I guess that's when he reveals to them that he's called the Wolverine.
0: Well, yeah. They says they have to take another name.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. And he just conveniently said, I already have uh-huh. one. I'll be the works out. Yeah. How the the about... thing I
0: like about that is that oh, I'm sorry, go on. No,
1: go ahead. I was gonna say he, he was like, Well how about I'll be Oh yeah, the Wolverine and they're like, Yay <laughs> He's like, score. <laughs> Do they
0: have Wolverines in the Savage Land? I have to wonder.
1: I don't know.
0: But I like this last panel. I've never thought of Wolverine. As a dancer, right? But he
1: is. No.
0: But he, him, and Gak dance and party and sing all night. Right. I mean, we've seen him. We've seen him sing many times. Usually, it's though drunkenly walking home. <laughs> right. I mean, he. Granted, I don't know if he's ever done karaoke. He might have. But I mean, his singing is more along the lines of, uh, what is it that that scene in Jaws when they're on the boat?
1: Oh, right, right.
0: The Please I Want to Go Home song. Yeah. You know, he's saying, that's his singing. But he's he sings still. But I've never actually thought of Wolverine as someone who dances.
1: No, but yeah, no. he's
0: dancing around the fire all night.
1: All night long. What? Oh, night. <laughs> I wonder um, if they
0: play Stevie Wonder down there in the Savage Land. <laughs> I
1: don't know.
0: <laughs> Wait, no, that's Stevie Wonder. That's
1: Lionel Richie, right? Lionel Richie. Yeah. Sorry. No worries. No worries. I was um, like, wait a minute,
0: that's not Stevie Wonder. What the hell am I saying? <laughs> I still wonder if they have Stevie Wonder in the Savage Land, actually.
1: I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But, no, so, party's over. Party's over. And boy's it over, because disaster has struck.
0: Yeah. The hunting party has lost one of their members.
1: Yeah. It's a uh, Falk's.
0: Yeah, I'll go Falk. Falk's son.
1: Yeah. His son, it was Glump, no, Glump comes back, so yeah, so Falk's son is, is gone, and they're like, no, and um, the Honker of Doom has returned to the Wolverine, and he's taken our sons. Oh, no, the
0: Hunker of Doom.
1: Yeah. Doom! <laughs> and this panel of the Honker of Doom is pretty awesome. Um,
0: oh, this whole page is yeah. great.
1: It's all, so it's this all is, like a dark greenish blue with lots of shadow as they fight this T-Rex. It's pretty pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, and especially that first one. You're right, because I love that reverse, basically the reverse thing, where it's the, the whole thing is in shadow, but the the mouth is all
1: white. Right. Like
0: pure, just there's no other color.
1: Yes, that's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's um, pretty awesome. And, of course, it looks like that... Falk's son is
0: eaten by the T-Rex. Yeah, Chakal or Chaka?
1: Um, yeah.
0: Uh, There's Uh, an L there, so Chakal, but I kind of want to call him Chaka. (laughs) Or is it you mentioned Land of the Lost? Right. Uh,
1: Chakal. I
0: don't know. Oh, there we go. He's French.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's Chakal. So yeah, Chakal gets eaten. Yeah. uh, By the Hunker of Doom.
1: Yeah. And the 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 tribe kind of turns on Wolverine a little bit, not necessarily human directly, but they're kind of like, well, they sent the God sent us you, and that was supposed to be cool, but now they still want more sacrifice, and my child is dead, but you're alive. I don't like that.
0: (laughs) In fact, he so doesn't like it. He spears Wolverine. <laughs> right in the set, right in the gut. And yeah. Of course, Wolverine's just like, "Are you done?"
1: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we done. Is here? this done yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and of course, the tune changes. Is like you up? Uh, oh, ah, crap!
1: <laughs> right. And like, I, I changed my mind. I changed my mind.
0: But Wolverine's feeling nice.
1: Yeah. He even says, "You're lucky, punk." In a different time and place, you'd be horse me right now. Now get up and over try that again. I won't always keep my temper.
0: Yeah. Well, it's good. I mean, hey, yeah, I have to tell him, listen, don't
1: stab me again. Right. <laughs> this is not a three-strike situation.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he's like, okay, Shaman, you know, this is the one who's telling the story later. Because you can right. see he's wearing the, the bear or saber-toothed tiger garment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, so uh, that's him. So he says, what's going on? And he tells him. Um. Yeah, the Honker of Doom roams the night and eats our children.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or actually, not just the children, our young men.
1: Oh, yeah, true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 He says sometimes he's gone for months, months for a year, but he comes back, avoids everything, you know, every trap, every spear. And it's like he just comes to take some of our people and leaves. Yep. Yeah. And, so
1: Wolverine... and that's what they, because
0: that's what they were praying for. Sorry. No,
1: yeah, yeah. No, they were that's... hoping that this, that Wolverine... And yeah, if a god would replace the the thirst for vengeance
0: or whatever. Yeah, he, that's what they were praying for in the very beginning.
1: Oh, okay, right. Okay. So then like, there's, like uh, yeah, go ahead. There's no
0: free lunch. Sorry, that's I just want to say. I like the free lunch comment. Yes.
1: And so what does he do? What's his What's his plan?
0: Uh basically, he makes traps for it. Yeah. He teaches them. He makes a big pit with sharp sticks and puts grass back over it.
1: He gets a big hunting party, Um, but the hawker of doom goes arunga arunga for some reason. I don't understand why, (laughs) but that's a sound effect. (laughs) I guess it's probably more of yeah. Yeah, he's either a pirate dinosaur or a uh, comedic alarm dinosaur. But um, either way, (laughs) he surprises Wolverine, and Wolverine's like, move it! Oh, crap! Yeah, that's another pretty great page, though. Mignola does dinosaurs, pretty great, gotta say. Yeah, he does.
0: I mean, that Honker Doom is pretty awesome looking, even close, you know. It was awesome before In the Shadow, but this is even awesome close-up.
1: Right, yep. so it chases Wolverine... It keeps chasing him, but it's not going according to plan.
0: Yeah, it moves around. It stops right away, and it was like, "Mm, nope. (laughs) No pit for me.
1: (laughs) No pit for me. Um, But then he sees the
0: rest of the tribes in waiting and wait, lying in wait, and they're like, "Uh, uh uh-oh.
1: Yeah. And so he pops his claws for the first time and tries to attack the dinosaur, but the dinosaur eats his hand.
0: Yeah, and then does that little thing where it throws it up in the air and just swallows them whole.
1: <laughs> yes, that's pretty awesome. You can see that, like the the live action version of this. Like,
0: <laughs> and uh, the tribe is not is like, uh oh. Yeah. And Gak but, is not happy.
1: No, everyone's sad and and feels like they're about to lose. But what happens in the dinosaur?
0: It falls over. And then all of a sudden, unlike Drax and Guardians 2, Wolverine is able to cut himself out from the inside.
1: Yeah, with a double snitch as he uh, pops out of the dinosaur belly. Um, (laughs) Simpson can't resist a one-liner here. Wolverine pops out and says, must have been something he ate.
0: And then we get the first indication that of the co- of the connection between the cyborg who attacked him in New York and this, because under the skin is metal. Right. It's a robot.
1: The Robosaur is the. uh...
0: Oh, it's a cyborg. I'm sorry.
1: Well yeah, yeah, cyborg. But um, what's the um? What are the dinosaur transformers called? Dinobots. Dinobots. Yeah. yeah. It's Grimlock. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Me,
0: Grimlock, catch Wolverine. <laughs>
1: And he's designed to swallow and capture. Yeah. So basically he's a, uh, not necessarily a killer, but a, you know, collector. Yeah,
0: cap- capture unit.
1: <laughs> yeah. So now we find out, well, maybe the sons of the tribe are still alive, but we'll have to find out.
0: But yeah, they know where he come. Hold on.
1: <gasps>
0: <sighs> Sorry.
1: That's they right. know where he,
0: yeah. So they know where he comes from, but they don't dare go there because they say once when he first started appearing, several of our tribe followed him there, and after only one, only one returned two months later, and he was mad. He spoke of the lands of giants and the mountain of thunder before he died.
1: Yep. And then we find out that Gak destroyed Wolverine's flying honker, so he couldn't leave.
0: Yes. She wants to keep him. Yep. It's almost like she's miserying him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, that scene where she chops the ankle still gives me shivers.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> ah.
1: Blah. <coughs> Ugh. Yeah. Okay. But so Wolverine decides, So well, you know what? I'm going to go to this place and just take a couple of the strongest warriors and we'll figure it out. Um, yeah. So at some point,
0: yeah, they're doing a They're doing a, like this. so. There's like another couple, you know, maybe week or two, week or so here of them going across the Savage Land,
1: right? But where? So where in his loincloth is Wolverine hiding his costume? Well,
0: he's got looks like he's a sack over his shoulder.
1: Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. He does.
0: So. So that must be where the costume is. Otherwise, you know, um, I don't want to know. The same place that uh, the watch was hidden in *Pulp Fiction*.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and those poignant boots. Ouch. All right.
0: <laughs> That's not brown on the costume. This is the yellow co- This is the yellow and blue costume.
1: <laughs> he decides to slip into something more comfortable, and so he pulls on his Wolverine duds that's a pretty great panel for the first time we see him in yeah, costume as wolverine. by vibing um lots of shadows so not super light vibrant or clear but really just said some menacing tone um it's pretty cool
0: well i also like the fact that wolverine obviously believes in uh coordination you know because he sends the tribes in home because it's a little too dangerous for them he's like okay i've been hanging out here and this is great and that's why he's wearing the long cloth he's like but with a cyborg and everything, this is more like an X Men thing. So I might as well be dressed. Right. To be an X man now. <laughs> you know, he definitely believes in clothes coordination. He's That's like, when right. I'm a patch, I wear these. And <laughs> when I'm cave boy, <laughs> I wear this. And now I'm Wolverine, so I wear the Wolverine clothes. Right, why?
1: Well, I... Yeah. It just <laughs> makes it easier to make action figures that way. <laughs> well
0: yeah, that too. <laughs> Merchandising. <laughs> That's right. Spaceballs, the loincloth. <laughs> the kids love that one.
1: That's funny. All right, so where does it go? He goes in this cave, and what does he find? He finds... smells yeah.
0: pain and fire, and then finds a trap door.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trap the door. hard way. Yeah, the hard way. Um, falls down to a thud, wakes up in jail, and, and who's got him?
0: Happy Apocalypse.
1: (laughs) Very happy. I would would dare say jovial Apocalypse. Um, And he he can't resist the one-liners either. He says, as if I'm required by law to say this, how nice of you to drop in so unexpectedly.
0: I know. (laughs) I'm kind of envisioning this version of Apocalypse sounding like the ghost of Christmas (laughs) present. Right? You know, the big giant one. Hello! everybody <laughs> I mean, Wolverine!
1: That's funny.
0: This is why I do the other 364 days of the year.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> and Wolverine's like, oh, brother. <laughs> Literally, that's what he says. He's like,
0: oh, brother. <laughs> uh,
1: so we find out that Apocalypse had a plan. Um, he's been monitoring Wolverine this whole time. Wolverine snarls at him. Um...
0: It's, oh, and this is interesting. Yeah, what do we got here? What he says in that top panel. We haven't met before, but when we are finished here, Apocalypse will be your conf- confidantor and mentor. Yeah. Well, technically, that does happen eventually. Oh yeah, yeah. Wolverine will eventually, in like a decade or so. <laughs> right. But still, you know, he will eventually become one of Apocalypse. He does become one of the Horsemen. Remember?
1: Yeah, the Horseman of Death. Right. When they
0: when they did that first astonishing X Men run, the three issue miniseries.
1: Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. I remember the reveal of that because. Initially, they wouldn't tell you who it was, and then.
0: Because um, they had a Wolverine on the team. And you thought that was him? Remember, there was like a yeah. fake Wolverine. Or maybe that was the, maybe that
1: was the, and
0: there they they was a scroll. I think.
1: I don't remember. Ah, uh, yeah. We'll get. We'll get. We'll get back there eventually, listeners. Um,
0: yeah, you'll get there eventually. This is like a decade down, so yeah. we have a while. But still, <laughs> yeah, you know, little preview. You know, you, it, it's not really a spoiler because m- most likely you'll have forgotten by time. You know, this conversation by the
1: time we yeah. get there. But you just kind of get, you know, and you see this. I I, I think this is really cool because you kind of get the same giddy, fulfilling my purpose from Apocalypse. Like Wolverine is finally like he's finally found his prize specimen. Kind of get the same vibe that, like, how Sinister kind of gets all excited about the Summers and the Greys. Like, and that's his perfect kind of experiment. And Apocalypse is kind of like, yeah, finally, I've been trying to make, like, the best. And Wolverine's, like, the best. Like, all right, I can do this now. My plan is coming in fruition. You will be my perfect specimen. Um,
0: Yeah, because he's making cyborgs out of these cave people.
1: Right. Which, I don't know. I guess that kind way, of, kind of fits with the apocalypse. I don't know, if cyborgs are really his deal necessarily, but yeah.
0: By the way, it's interesting. Look at these. So you see some of these key people in the uh, these like little specimen, giant specimen tubes. Yeah, know, being Kelvin stasis. Not specimen tubes. They kind of look like the uh, the healing tube Luke Skywalker's in in Empire Strikes Back. Right. Yeah. In the back of the tank. But look at them. Now they drew them basically as an outline. But look at the way the outline is drawn between their legs. <laughs> I mean, basically, Magnolia put his, put their junk in there without actually drawing it. Right. But I yeah. mean, am I wrong? Am I seeing things, or does that no, I... look like he
1: did that too? Yeah. No. There's um. They're all pretty well endowed.
0: <laughs> Magnolia stuck that in there.
1: Then <laughs> when you get the close-ups, you see uh, you see Frog Boy. Um, the creature from the black lagoon um some like porcupine, like a, almost like a human blowfish maybe uh,
0: yeah, and there's definitely a frog one yeah creature from black I'm not sure and then there's a chaka or chaka oh, no sorry what did he say? chacal cow yeah,
1: yeah there's obviously
0: <laughs> chacal because it said it's his latest arrival
1: right but wolf so gonna... yeah yeah I guess is that is right. What's going on with his face? Is that like a tribal tattoo, or is he like, his skin coming off?
0: I think it's some of the metal stuff maybe being bonded to him, because we'll see him later at the end.
1: Okay, gotcha. Remember, and
0: it looks like there's metal over his face, and some greenish, too.
1: Okay. Yep. Now, Apocalypse is giddy about the the perfect assassin that Wolverine's going to be. But again, we've already established Apocalypse looking for horsemen, specifically being excited about mutants. So this seems like kind of an aside for his character. And yeah, course, it... we might find out why in a second, but...
0: Yeah. I mean, but yeah, as you're reading this, this doesn't fully track for Apocalypse. Right. Even back then, when he was still somewhat early, this still didn't seem right.
1: Right. Yeah. So he's looking yeah. for somebody, and and he finds Gak.
0: Yeah, she followed.
1: Yep. And she made me a cavewoman, but she knows how to throw pipes.
0: <laughs> yep. And he's like, oh, I know who you are. You're Wolverine's large lady friend.
1: Right. Now, <clears throat> so of course, Wolverine's like, Apocalypse, let her go. Um,
0: yeah, I'll do whatever you want. he's like, even if I believe that for a second, which I don't.
1: <laughs> right. It's like, but doesn't matter because when I do
0: that, when I finish with this, the whole point is you're gonna do whatever I want anyway. So, right? Okay, I'm gonna do what I want with her.
1: Right. actually, well, and what he wants to do is have Wolverine kill her, and he says, "I'll keep the young woman alive. She she will become your first lethal test."
0: Yeah, but she has his lighter and she tosses it at him.
1: Yep, yeah. and he, of course, he's Wolverine, so he catches it with his feet. In his boots.
0: <laughs> yeah, and basically we get a whole like eight-panel sequence of him basically popping his claws because Apocalypse tight you know ties his wrist right there so he can't like right below the claws So we can't really move them the right. hands to like cut himself out, but he cuts the rope. I like this. He cuts the rope off his feet and then is able to pull his boots off and then use his feet to basically flick the lighter on. <laughs> Except here's the problem. That's not a bick. Sorry, not a Bic. It's, that's not a zip. Zippo. It's more like a Bic. You have. You can flick the lighter and you possibly could do it with your feet. I will grant him that. But you oh, have to hold that down to yes. keep the fire going. You can't just turn it on and leave it. A Zippo, you flip the lighter and it stays lit.
1: Interesting. This does not work. Yeah. Unless
0: that's the secret special thing that S.H.I.E.L.D. did to their lighters.
1: Could be. I, that, that's that gotta be the no prize, right? It's a special shield wide with it. Because it's yeah. also a pretty massive flame.
0: Yeah. Well, you can't adjust these things to get a little true. higher. True, true, Maybe true. so. I can go with that a bit, but the staying lit, it's like, that's not possible. That doesn't happen. As soon as you let go, it's like, damn it! Right. <laughs> My foot won't
1: stay on there. I can't get yeah. lit. I also like that it seems like the flame more rips the rope than burns the rope. That's true. Um... <laughs> and Wolverine kind of asks the same question that the listener's asking: "He goes, how many coincidences How many coincidences do you get in a one lifetime?" But so we had we had some snicks. This time we get a prank as he pops his claws. Um, oh no! I think that's not his claws. I guess the prank is him cutting through the bars of the jail.
0: Oh yeah, that makes sense because yeah, there he's in a there he's in a little jail cell. Yeah. And so now he's and he's barefoot. I like that.
1: I like it, too. It's a really cool panel. Uh, again, Simonson, uh, he was going for some kind of award for the one-liners or something. But um, Wolverine pops out and goes, intermission's over, Bub. It's time for the main event.
0: <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble! I, thought too.
1: I immediately thought of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he goes straight or Apocalypse. Um,
0: I like Apocalypse like back or I'll kill her and, and I mean, Wolver- I mean Wolverine says no you know fat chance by me, but he just says why? <laughs> you just told me I mean, you're gonna have, if I go back to the cage you're gonna make me kill her, so what's the point?
1: <laughs> right. And so he starts cutting open the cyborg specimens, which does not make apocalypse happy. And it's something thing a move I've not seen very often. Apocalypse and lunges at him.
0: Yeah. And Wolverine just jabs him in the neck.
1: Yeah.
0: With all six claws.
1: All six claws. Right through the neck piece.
0: <laughs> and Wolverine's like, get out of here and take the kid, you know, Chakal, with you. He's like, the rest are pretty much are dead anyway. Right. But he's alive.
1: Yeah. He's like, go. And uh, Gak says, I love you. And I really thought Simon was going to have Wolverine say, I know, but he doesn't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nope. He fights apocalypse. Slicey, dicey, slicey, dicey, yeah. dicey.
1: So even with the reveal we're about to get, this is still a pretty great fight between Wolverine and apocalypse. Um, and that's something you as an X-Men fan of the time, you would have wanted to see because apocalypse is kind of this big, bad, undefeatable guy in X factor so far. Um, and Wolverine, you know, is the best he is at what he does. So it's kind of a fight for the ages, which makes this next part a hair disappointing. But you know, enjoy the fight, while it's going on because it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, but at least it makes it makes the uh, whole premise of what Apok was doing there makes more sense. Yes, it's yeah, a it robot.
1: Yep, it's a robot. I mean, robot. A robo, a robo, a robot. A robot. Robot
0: rob Robota. Apocalypse bot Apocalypse bot yeah, okay,
1: there Apoc-o-bot. You go.
0: Apocobot Apocobot Apocobot
1: Apocobot There you go I like that There Good we one. go yeah. yeah, It's a robot
0: <laughs> I like saying robot It's more fun than robot Right <laughs> But yeah, It's a robot And he's Because yeah, he's also cra- You know Shouting crazy crap Like Mutants shall be destroyed Right Which is obviously Not an apocalypse thing
1: no, no, and, you know, the cyborgs, the Wolverine kind of starts putting together, like, something's off here, and then cuts the face out, and there's nothing but circuitry, and, and gears, and and stuff, um, yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: he even says his whole, you know, my sacred trust is to make the world safe again for humans.
1: Yeah, that's weird. So that's
0: a crazy thing. And uh, Wolverine Wolver- basically chops him up to bitty bitty pieces
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so the art in this, this two page fight is pretty great I really know almost a four page fight really um the fucking fights back as he's losing um kinds to crush Wolverine's face but he can't <laughs> of course he has his adamantium but um yeah it's pretty great pretty great pretty brutal fight um
0: yeah, he. I like that he grabs him by the head. Yeah. And Wolverine just kicks him in the face. <laughs> with bare feet, because he still has no boots on.
1: Right. Yep, and just keeps slicing and dicing until eventually the apocalypse is the shell of a robot. And Wolverine stands over him victorious. These panels are great.
0: Oh, yeah, that last panel where he's won. just It's just the whole white background. Yeah. It's just Wolverine and the Apocobot Apoc- Apoc- laying there in pieces.
1: Yep. He says something weird because I think that sucker cracked a rib, which of course we know is not possible. But um but I guess it's just a way of saying it, that hurt really bad. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it like it's like so it was it, Wolverine says it doesn't make sense, like we don't know much about apocalypse. Maybe he was robot the whole time, but what did he really want? Like why was he really here? Now here's the part I'm confused by. Wolverine sees what looks like a crystal skull. Or maybe it's a metal skull.
1: Yep. I'm not sure which. Possibly an adamantium skull.
0: So, like, what does he think will. I mean, there's no time travel element so far in this. No. So, like, where does that come from? I mean, I, I'm very confused by this page.
1: Well, yeah, so there's some prevailing kind of conversation about this particular issue that I knew going in before I read the story. Okay. But reading the story, I don't know if I necessarily get it. Like, it didn't jump out to me that this is what this is trying to say. But supposedly, Simonson's idea was that he was going to tie Apocalypse into the creation of Wolverine. Oh. Because this is before we have any of the Weapon X stuff spelled out or anything like that. So, yeah,
0: this is like another, maybe, I don't know, this is um, like 10 months or 20 months before that, because Marvel right. Comics Presents is up to like forty two 43 and 44 here.
1: Right, yeah. And so, but I don't know if it really, so, I mean, I think you have to assume it's Adamantium because Wolverine gets really upset. And he can't even finish the sentence. He's like a skull made of, no, no, it can't be. <laughs>
0: See, I thought it was... I, at first, I thought it was like one of those crystal skulls. I'm like, is he seeing the future? He's like...
1: Is <laughs> he Indiana Jones? <laughs> it's like, no!
0: No! not what's his name in it? I don't want that kid in it. I don't like him!
1: Right. <laughs> that's funny. So, I don't know, but I mean, to me, just reading it, it doesn't necessarily spell out that there's a connection. Or at least nothing specific. Like, if there's a connection, it's really vague, like...
0: Yeah, really, really vague. Like, i
1: Maybe Apocalypse is just screwing with him like he planted a skull there. I mean, because obviously it's it's not Wolverine. It can't be Wolverine's skull.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I would assume so, unless there was a time travel thing, but there was no time travel mentioned at all in this book, so I'm going to assume not.
1: Yeah. Well, that's funny. I was Luke Skywalker joking about that it can't be, but he does say that in the next panel. That voice, it can't be.
0: <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> so get feelings, a Logan.
1: A hollow a apocalypse.
0: <laughs> Which I like that one too. That apocalypse looks yeah. cool. And so what, and do
1: you, a little... what do you think of this line? And I think this is the line maybe where people make this conclusion. Is that he's talking about this skull and he says, every artist who likes to sign his work will
0: Hmm. let's see what he's saying here before yeah I'm not sure whether he's talking about the base or the skull or Wolverine himself
1: right and I think that's
0: Cause, a, yeah okay so right before he says why well, do you have a heart attack by now but of course you have special advantages over most people and then he says that voice it can't be and he's like why not every artist likes to sign his work but that doesn't mean... Because there's. So Wolverine said something else in between, it's hard to tell. Right. And I guess maybe that was the point. Is he talking about just the skull? The no. base? I mean, the hologram itself? The robot? About,
1: yeah, or the healing factor? Because he says you're not having a heart attack because of the healing factor. So, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's very, very vague. But, but I guess if you knew the behind the scenes that maybe... I don't know if Simonson said that in interviews or not. They're like, he wanted that to happen, but there, there's definitely a prevailing kind of theory that that was the intent. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, me either. But either way, this is the real apocalypse. Yeah. He's like, I wanted you to do this. So thank you. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> then we find out it was all a big plan. He stole the lighter and sent the fake letter. And had him follow the liner to the Savage Land so that he could take out the, ro- the Robocalist.
0: Yeah, because he was even the guy.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: he was even the guy that gave Wolverine the that Wolverine made fun of for his accent.
1: Oh, he was the guy? Oh. Okay. Yeah, because he
0: says, um, yeah, wait. Well, first of all, I do like the fact that even though he had to kill, destroy the robot, he's impressive. He says, uh, what was it? Uh, My robot subverted his original programming, constructed a logical framework for the salvation of ordinary humans, and put together a plan of action. I was quite proud of him. You know, but basically, it's like, yeah, he wouldn't become a nuisance. I couldn't have him working against me. Uh, I knew you would be his next target, arranged to have you meet your would be assassin in a most public place. So Apocalypse sent Wolverine the uh, the ticket. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah. The deaths of a few innocent bystanders always seem to spurn the hero onto greater and greater heights. What? <laughs> Pity you missed the second half of the show. I myself thought it was rather better than the first. But I appreciated your critique. I shall work on my British accent. Oh,
1: yeah, okay. Interesting. <laughs> so, apocalypse
0: is playing dress-up. Yeah. And going to show... I want to know what show they went to.
1: I don't know. I mean, that that Broadway show, yeah, that Wolverine said was okay, but how? Now Wolverine told us that it was okay when he's telling Gack his story. So it was Apocalypse listening in in the cave?
0: What? What? What do you mean?
1: Well, so because he goes, "I appreciate the critique of my show," like
0: well, the... of my of my British accent. Remember the guy? Oh, remember he right, told right, the okay. guy, "Yeah, you know, nice fake British accent."
1: Yeah because he was also critiquing in the Broadway show that it was okay, not bad, not great.
0: Yeah, um, well, yeah well, he's just saying, pity, you know, you missed the second half. Right. I thought the, it was better than the first.
1: Yeah. So. For some reason, while he's talking about mutants in general, Apocalypse Hologram pulls out a, a Cyclops visor.
0: Yeah, he, you know, has those.
1: Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I don't know. But um, but Apocalypse basically says I didn't have time to deal with this Thanks for taking care of it for me I appreciate it
0: He's yeah, like I had time Now I have to wonder Were there any appearances of Apocalypse Where maybe it was Like I'm wondering is this the only appearance of Robo Apocalypse Or was this kind of like their way of explaining Appearance of Apocalypse That didn't make sense
1: Yeah I don't know Um I I mean, he doesn't have, like, Doombots. Right, that's what I kind of first thought of at first, because this has a very, like, Doombot-gone-rogue feel to it.
0: Yeah, because they did that with Thanos, too, once. Oh, did they? Yeah, and where they revealed that he had some fake Thanoses around that...
1: Right. Basically,
0: where, you know... Like, you know, that's the one that if you ever read the run of Kazar by Mark Wade, where Kazar takes on Thanos, that's the Thanos that got beat by Kazar, Not the real Thanos.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, because Kazar going to beat Thanos. <laughs> um, well, that's interesting, but that's not, they don't retcon it in the same story though, right? Like, that's.
0: No, that's done a while later. Yeah. But I'm just wondering if this, I'm just wondering if maybe that's the reason they had apoc- the apocalypse spot here. Like, was this the story, a way to get rid of a. Uh, a story or two where apocalypse is all about oh, helping humans.
1: i don't like, know
0: like that makes no sense
1: i don't i think i read all of his appearances up to this point this so i don't remember anything um, like that
0: i'm looking here right now
1: because before this i think he's only been x-factor, X-Factor and some acts of vengeance issues
0: well, he also appears in this uh, apparently in the Marvel graphic novel seventeen, The Revenge of the Living Monolith.
1: Oh. Okay, I have not read that. I don't know I don't yeah. know what that is. It
0: came out the same year as it came out in eighty five. Oh, it's covered in eighty five. I wonder So it should be if, around his first appearance.
1: Right. I wonder if that's when they first tie him I wonder if they tie him back to Egyptian war at that point, or if they say, mm-hmm. Oh, he was in this old story, let's make him Egyptian.
0: But let's see, here's that. X-Factor, X-Factor 28, Classic X-Men 25. So one of the backup stories. X-Factor right. 34, an annual, to Ohopmu. Fantastic, interesting. Maybe yeah. he was doing it himself. Fantastic Four, 335.
1: Yeah, that's the Acts of the Vengeance. So basically for no reason whatsoever, he flies over Washington, D.C. And everybody and, freaks out, but then he just keeps flying. And
0: X-Factor <laughs> 49... I mean, except for that, I really don't see any reason why they would have had a retcon something because, and right. because then this, because everything was done in X-Factor.
1: Right. Yeah. So,
0: okay. So maybe I'm wrong about that.
1: Uh, yeah. it's a good theory though. I, I just don't know though. Um But, oh well. Yeah. So Wolverine decides he's going to take the lab apart um, and smell some gas and so he throws his liner in there and blows it up.
0: Yeah, I guess this is definitely a shield one, because I think it has a, a a grenade in it?
1: I don't know. Something he does something that like makes it light up after he throws it into the gas, so I don't know. Yeah. But so makes the volcano erupt when the base blows up.
0: And they're like, oh no, the Wolverine! Yep. Yeah, we will not, you know, and then (laughs) they see him fly away.
1: (laughs) But I thought Gak destroyed the little prop plane. Shh. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, he flies away um, into the the moonrise. Um. And then we see yeah. the end of the story, and what what do we see in the last panel?
0: That's interesting. Uh, hold on, my thing went from uh, full page to guided view. Oh, uh, okay. So I had to get it out real quick. Yeah. But yeah, so that we go back to the fir- basically like the first page of the chieftain saying, you know, he left, but we shall never forget him. Right. You know, he came at of our, our our you know time of our greatest need, and. Uh, he says, we will dwell in the hearts of his people forever. And obviously we know some of them will remember because we have that one guy who's alive. And I'm assuming it's probably his father next to him. Right. But he's more kind of cyborg. He looks kind of cyborgy. Yeah, he's still got the metal eye. Yeah. And it's obviously at least, well, let's see. Let's assume it was only a month or two months there. So seven months and <laughs> at least it's at least seven months and uh, I'd say a year or two after.
1: Yeah. Because we have a little uh, caveman Wolverine baby. I mean, that's the assumption we're supposed to make, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, Now, according to Comic Book DB, the kid's name is Arista.
1: Yeah, so if I remember right.
0: But it only gives this one appearance. So I don't know how they got a name if he doesn't appear again.
1: uh, Because way, way later, um, like early 2000s, um, this lady comes back. And... Yeah, I don't remember that being her name. Because
0: it only, it only lists her only appearance as oh. this book, too.
1: Well, maybe it's nothing. There's a story... All right, so there's another story in the early 2000s where this wild woman shows up and claims to have been, like, an ex-lover of Wolverine. And I thought... And it's very reminiscent of this, but maybe it's not the same. But they also refer... Because one of those weird stories that... You know, sometimes stories of a flashback and you don't know if it's just something you didn't read or if they're telling a new story but in flashback <laughs> you know you know what i mean yeah. so i was I, I was never really sure what which that was and that was before i started researching everything i read <laughs> exactly so, so i you know i guess we'll we'll wait until we, we get there in 20 years or so but um i so, don't know i yeah when I read this, I thought of that story. When I saw the baby, because this character that shows up later, they had had a, a child, but it had died or been killed. That's why part of the story arc. And so, I, I don't. Maybe it's not this character, but definitely borrows from this kind of uh, scenario.
0: Now, how many kids do the X Men have in the Savage Land? I know of two. <laughs> Are there more?
1: because Colossus know.
0: has a kid too
1: yeah yeah he does the harder he ever gets brought up um but it's there <laughs> and um is there anyone else has a kid I'm gonna assume Magneto has at least a few right
0: well, yeah he spent a lot of time down there
1: yeah yeah <laughs> crazy oh man savage land where you go to party apparently yeah
0: <laughs> leave your problems in the savage land <laughs>
1: What happens in the Savage Land stays in the Savage Land. Apparently. By that, we mean you abandoned your kids. <laughs> when I'm raised by cave people. <laughs> exactly. You know, I love the X-Men. I'm a lifelong fan. Very few of them were fathers of the year. <laughs> no, no, they're not.
0: They always keep screwing, they always keep doing these in a way that screws it all up.
1: Right, right. And and often abandoned children. Um, yeah. Well, the whole. You whole... know the
0: sad thing? You know who might have been the best father? Huh. Magneto, to his first daughter. You know, oh, the one that was killed. Right, yeah. Because at least he did, well, I mean, except for the part where she died. He wasn't responsible for it. He did everything he could to try and save her, and apparently, uh, from what we could tell, he probably was a good dad to her. He never abandoned her.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I mean, he just
0: wasn't able, but I mean, he really didn't have the power set he did then, later on, so he couldn't take on 15 people at once. Right. Otherwise, you know, he would have been the, he was a good father. Go figure.
1: Go yeah, figure.
0: That should be interesting. Like, how many X Men have illegitimate children that they've abandoned in space or in the
1: Savage Land? Oh, man. I mean, think I have a whole team of
0: all these abandoned kids.
1: Oh, that's a good book. Orphan. Oh, there's already that all new Wolverine story, Orphans of X. But, um,
0: yeah, The X Orphans. Yeah,
1: yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's a, a. Yeah. The ex dependents Led by Cable. It'd be Cable and a bunch of other kids that got abandoned by their parents. Uh, cable, uh, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's funny. All right, well, what do you think of the art in this book?
0: Uh, it was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course it was good.
1: Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was pretty rad, and the it worked really well with the colors. Um, Although
0: I I will say this back in when I was 14, 15, I was not a huge
1: fan of it. Really? Okay. I don't I know. remember he yeah. Say, I don't know if I was very exposed to him until later. But. Yeah,
0: I mean like what he did I I know like he does Alpha Flight stuff but I didn't really read that at the time but I know no. like he did a couple fill ins on X Force.
1: Oh, did he? Okay. In the early issues, like, I, I, I forgot about eight. that. And
0: I was not a huge fan of that. Like, I was like, when's Lifel coming back?
1: Right. So that was, like, the transition between Lifel and Capullo?
0: Um, I think, actually, it was just the fill-in. Lifel was still there.
1: Oh, okay, cool. All right. Hold on. Let me go back in here. Oh, 1990. I should be there soon.
0: Uh, no, it was 91. That's right. Oh, wow. I want to say it's like X-Fat, X-Force 8 or something. Well, he does part of X-Force 4. And so Lifo was definitely still on then.
1: Right. Yeah, he was. Oh,
0: hmm. yeah, around that time. Oh, X-Force 8. Yeah, he did do that. And I think X. I think he came back for like 9 and 10 and then, you know, Lifo came back like 9 and 10 and then left.
1: Okay. Interesting. I right. I'll be interested to see what that looks like because I can imagine him drawing like barrel or or his cable it should be pretty rad too. So right.
0: yeah, I would probably look at that now and go, "Ooh, awesome, like Noya. But back then, <laughs> it was you know I couldn't get into you know it took me a little bit to get to get the get into that.
1: Right. That makes sense.
0: But plus, because that's one of the reasons I didn't buy this back then. Also, the fact that it was a four fifty
1: cover price. You're right. Yeah, I just didn't know about it, so it wouldn't have mattered anyway. <laughs> and yet I bought...
0: And yet I did buy Ga- Batman Gotham by Gaslight, which was by him, so go figure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I've never read that one. I'll have to try to find that oh, one. Oh, that's
0: really good. I mean, you're not going to find an original one. That's the no. that's the first Elseworlds.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Very but
0: cool. It's definitely worth reading.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I wish... Uh... I've probably said this before, so I won't be dead horse. I really wish the dc would do something
0: like marvel unlimited oh i know i, I i'm waiting for that too <laughs> it would be so awesome especially with some of the old stuff yeah i would really I mean would. like as marvel's putting up some of this golden age stuff that'd be awesome to get like a run of like here, you know, here's adventure comics one to a hundred
1: right i mean fantastic yeah oh man sigh. Sigh, sigh agreed all right well so what do you think of the story
0: it was, I mean, it was entertaining. The the Honestly, the best part was the jungle part. The apocalypse stuff was the weirdest. Yeah. And the, probably the weakest part of it.
1: Kind of took a, a weird this, turn. Especially this whole
0: fake apocalypse and then real apocalypse set him up. It's a little
1: <laughs>
0: weirdly convoluted, especially if there was no other, like, if they were trying to have a ex- way to get rid of a problem apocalypse, you know, that they had, like, hey, why, you know what? We had this, like, apocalypse pier three times over here, and, like, he's talking about humans. Like, let's just figure out, you know what? Hey, oh yeah, let's get rid of
1: them. <laughs> right. That yeah.
0: works, but just to introduce it, just to get rid of it because of real apocalypse.
1: <laughs> and that seem like a lot of work for Yeah, for it did a seem a fail. bit convoluted. Yeah. It's
0: almost like Simonson had a different story, and they basically were like, no, use apocalypse. Well, this doesn't make sense with apocalypse. <laughs> Like, that makes more sense to me. If he had a different story, but he had to use Apocalypse or something, and the only way to make that work was to do this, like, little rigmarole.
1: Right. Yeah, it could be. That's interesting. That at least makes sense.
0: <laughs> right. Of, you know, like, why he would do that.
1: Right. Well, so I want to I wanna read you what it says on the back of the cover. I want you to tell me this is what we read. All okay. right? All right. So read his, Yeah. Hidden in the frozen waste of the Antarctic lies an oasis. An oasis of warmth, teeming with lush jungle and echoing to the cries of unknown birds. There, strange tribes of half-men stalk the mist, hunting great beasts that once roamed the earth millions of years ago. It is a place of mystery. Into this lost and forgotten world comes the mutant wolverine, the deadliest hunter of them all, He's looking for a few good answers, and he's not going home without them. Snick. Well,
0: I guess, I mean, technically we did get all that. <laughs>
1: yeah. It just makes it sound like this. It almost makes it sound like, um, well, speaking of Apocalypse, like Apocalypse Now or um, uh, Heart of Darkness. Like you're going to see Wolverine take this, like, deep, long, journey into the savage land to go on this big like hunt
0: yeah yeah and instead it's kind of like a party right (laughs) he gets it he's like
1: oh you're a chick
0: okay have your way with me have your snooze have your snooze (laughs) new snooze new that's funny but i mean yeah. technically we do get all that
1: yeah yeah i guess we did
0: that this might not be as much of the you know the point of it as it sounds, <laughs> but we do get it. And that, that, like I said, I think that is the better part of the book. I mean, nah. The end isn't bad. I mean, there's some good stuff there. But out of the you know the sections, I definitely prefer the parts with Wolverine with the tribe and in the in the tribe as opposed to the uh, apocalypse part.
1: Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, sir. Well, what would you like to grade the Jungle Adventure? Out of six I, claws.
0: But like I said, art's good. I mean, yeah. It's magnolia. It's early magnolia, so it's not as good as he'll get, but it's still damn good. And it's still an enjoyable read. It's just that ending part is a little section a little weird. So I'm going to give it four out of six. It's still pretty good and still worth a read. But we're not calling this like an amazing classic, right? Just, you know, worth a read. It's it's. You know, it's fun.
1: Yeah, I would. I would definitely encourage any listeners of the show to track it down um if nothing else just to look at the the great art and the cool color work you know i'm right there with you i kind of waffled back and forth between a four and a five but eventually because the kind of the incongruous story settled on a four four out of six claws as well but a pretty high four um but yeah i think i think we would both agree though um if you can find this if you're on unlimited, you have no excuse, just go out and read it.
0: Um
1: yeah. if you're not and you find a cheap copy somewhere, I'd, I'd recommend picking
0: it up. Yeah, it's on un- I mean cover price was four fifty. Don't pay more I don't I don't think it should be worth putting a cover price. I wouldn't think well, so. Uh, but it's early Magnolia doing Wolverine, so huh. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm sure there's <laughs> I mean it's been reprinted.
1: Yeah, uh, it has to have been. Yeah, I would think so.
0: Uh, where is that here? Uh, well, it's definitely been reprinted in Wolverine uh, by Larry Hama and Mark Silvestri Trade Paperback Volume 1. That's weird. Which reprints Wolverine 31 to 37, Wolverine Annual, uh, Wolverine annual 2, Bloodbust, and Wolverine the Jungle Adventure. Okay.
1: Interesting. I don't think Hammer has anything to do with this or Bloodlust which
0: Well, the other ones though he did probably. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. 31 I'm... is where his run starts and his his Wolverine run is forever. So
0: Although if you hopefully you find that sheep because it Okay, so it's what? 9 issues. Cover price 24.99. Oh, wow. That's the same as like you were paying for an essential I, 30-ish. <laughs> I don't know, that's a little lot for me
1: uh, Yeah, they priced those things differently back then So, I don't know
0: but, but it looks like that's the only English reprint Interesting, okay I mean, you can buy a bunch of well, French and Italian ones Yeah,
1: well, I got mine on eBay um, It's an original copy for five bucks So.
0: Oh, there you go, you that should, sounds about right You
1: should be able to do something pretty similar um, there
0: you go. EBay people.
1: That's yeah, only fifty cents over cover price, so and a dollar twenty five less than the Canadian cover price. So <laughs> Well who cares about that? Well Pat does. Oh, but, okay,
0: yeah, yeah. I know.
1: Canadians do. <laughs> so,
0: I was just teasing.
1: I, I like Canadian people. I know. Yeah. Blame blame Canada. <laughs> exactly. I do for everything.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so after we finished recording the episode, Jason sent me a message saying he had forgot to ask it a question before we finished off. He wanted to know if my opinion would have been better or worse, or more or less interesting, if Apocalypse really was behind Weapon X. Well, my answer is both yes and no. Back then, in nineteen ninety, I would have said yes. I thought that would have been a cool idea. You know, have Apocalypse be behind Weapon X and making Logan Wolverine. But now. I'm definitely glad they did not do that. Since that time, we've had so many reveals about so many characters being really behind so many other things. You know, that whole Romulus thing with Wolverine, the Sinister really being behind the orphanage that Cyclops was in. There's so many more I can't even think of right now. Oh, Apocalypse was behind the whole rumor of the Twelve. That's another one. We don't need another, so... I am glad he was not involved in that.
1: So I agree with Al, but for different reasons. <laughs> so how about how about them apples? Um, so I I do a yes and no kind of for me as well because yeah, had I been reading this back then and had I known what Weapon X was, I would have been yeah, put Apocalypse in charge. That's pretty awesome. Like you know, gives it that layer. Um, well, I think Al makes great points about, you know, kind of, that's maybe too much connectivity in light of everything we've had since then. You know, that's definitely true, right? L- lots of things interconnected, but we have to remember, and he brought us some great examples, right? We have to remember that I got into comics, grew up on G.I. Joe, and, and if you've never read the original Larry Hama G.I. Joe Marvel Epic run. It is ridiculously interconnected. Like to a ridiculous level and is great. And pretty much everything goes back to Snake Eyes. <laughs> like by like the whole G. I. Joe universe. Like, you know, um, Cobra Commander's parents were in this in the car crash that killed Snake Eyes' family, that did this, and then Zartan and Firefly are all connected to the Ninja Clan with Storm Shadow and and everything kind of comes out of that. So Cobra Commander and Snake Eyes and and all your characters are all kind of connected together. So so that part doesn't bother me as much. What? Why modern day two thousand eighteen Jason is kind of glad that apocalypse was not part of Weapon X is because I think there's been cooler developments in relation to Weapon X since then. So. You know, the idea that the X stands for 10 and not X. And connecting that all the way back to the Super Soldier program. I know some people don't like that, and that's cool. But I really dig that. I think it's a cool connection to connect, like, Captain America through future iterations until we get to 10. And then, in some cases, beyond. And so I prefer that connection. And it doesn't, well, Apocalypse is certainly old enough to have participated in all that history. It doesn't necessarily make sense that he would have meddled in World War II human affairs, you know, his focus on mutation and stuff like that. Though um, so I guess it's possible. I mean, survival of the fittest, strongest, all that, kind of played into to World War II and how he would or wouldn't have felt about the evil of, you know, Nazism, stuff like that. But that, I don't know. But I, to me... I'm kind of glad for that reason that he's not, you know... They end up going that direction where Apocalypse was responsible for for Weapon X. Or specifically, as alluded to in this issue, since it wasn't a Weapon X yet, responsible for Wolverine. I'm, I'm glad that it, over time it has come to the place that it's come to. So, um, so, yeah. So we're pretty much in the same boat, if not with different paddles. But there you go. So if you agree or disagree... Um, let us know. Send me a tweet, an email, a Facebook post, whatever. Let me know what you think. Would it be better or worse, less or more interesting, if Apocalypse had been responsible for creating Wolverine and or Weapon X? So, there you go. Now we'll get back to the episode. Well, anyway, Al, thank you again so much for coming on. Uh, where are some other places that people can find you? Uh,
0: there's two other shows you can find me at. The original show you can find me on is Resurrections, and Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, and probably about a week or so before this episode, I put up my Infinity War movie special. Uh Uh-oh. So go check that. Yeah, so you can go check that out. Now, I'm going to have said this about several times on that show, but just in case you're listening here and you ignore that and, you know, you jump five minutes in, (laughs) I'm telling you right now. Spoiler, 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 spoiler.
1: Right. <laughs> okay.
0: It's me, John Wilson, and Ryan Daly, and we talk all about Infinity War. Nice. I mean, we everything. So if don't listen to listen to other episodes if you haven't seen Infinity War, okay? There's right. like 76 episodes you can listen to that won't spoil it. I promise. <laughs> On iTunes, just type in Adam Warlock or Thanos. It's all in there, because obviously it's about Adam Warlock and Thanos. Right. Go to ResurrectionsAdamWarlock.tumblr.com. You can also check out my other show, the Pop Culture Palace presents. It's kind of a mix of a couple different shows that I want to do, but I don't have time to do, so I put them all in one feed.
1: <laughs> well, it's also a really fun show, so I I highly endorse oh, both you. shows. Um, it's always fun to listen to how wax elegant about or elegant, however that goes. Um, Either one. About his different topics, and I'm actually I'm looking forward to. Um, Eventually, starting the Resurrections podcast over. I listen, you know, here and there, but really am hoping to really like when I get to those books, like to actually read them. Because now I'll say to your credit, and, and listeners take this in mind: the episodes are good even if you haven't read it. Which some of the, a lot of the ones I've listened to, I haven't read the issues yet, but they're still really entertaining. But I think it'll even be even better when I actually get a chance to read the books in my reading project and then go back and listen to them again. I'm looking forward to that. So, Well,
0: thank you. Yeah.
1: Appreciate that. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, that's where you can find me right now on the internet. All
1: right. Cool. And what's, uh, what are y'all's Twitters? You know, you have that um, one. At, it's, uh, the Pop Culture Palace one
0: is at the PC Palace and for the sh- Resurrection show, it's at Adam Thanos Pod.
1: Nice. Very cool. So,
0: follow me on there, talk about comics and stuff. I'm all up for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, buddy so alright cool well for, obviously for the podcast that goes snick you can like the Facebook page Twitter is that snickcast and uh show notes and stuff for what they're worth if you're into that is that snickcast and just one more time uh, give a round of applause for Al for coming on the show and um always love having you on and um thanks for having me yeah um we'll, we'll find another spot to do it again soon Exactly.
0: I'm somewhere.
1: One yeah. show or the other. Right. There you go. Yeah. So awesome. Well until next time everybody, hugs and snicks. Bye bye.